It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment Well, welcome last. to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Have you ever wondered which costs more in health care? You know, our health care dollars, which costs more, obesity or smoking? We all know smoking is very harmful to our bodies. In fact, warnings are placed on every pack of cigarettes, informing us that cigarettes can be harmful to our body. Most places of business, they don't allow anyone to smoke in their building. But again, which is more costly in health care dollars, smoking or obesity? A study of 30,000 male clinic employees and retirees found between 2001 and 2007 the excess cost for health care for a smoker compared to a non-smoker smoker was $1,275 per year. Wow. That's $1,275 more per year. Wow. Also interesting, many stop smoking programs are provided by employers and paid for by insurance companies because smoking is dangerous for your health. There is no smoking messages taught in school, and incentives are given out freely to smokers to quit. But I go back to the question, which costs more, obesity or smoking? We know the average health care cost for a smoker was $1,275 higher than for a non-smoker. You know, this may surprise you. The average cost associated with obesity was even higher higher at $1,850. Wow. $1,850 more than for a normal weight person. Almost $600 more than for a smoker. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. For those individuals that are 100 pounds overweight, the extra cost went up to $5,500 per year. Wow. Extra. So do we see warning signs on French fries? No, we don't. (laughs) Do we see warning signs on movie uh, popcorn? No, we don't. Or on soda? You know, we don't. We don't. So... Or have you seen a warning sign slapped across sugar cereal box saying, do not eat. This may be dangerous to your health. (laughs) (laughs) It would seem that we have a double standard, isn't it? Yeah. Since obesity is costing an extra $1,850 per person per year in health care costs, would it not make sense for insurance companies to pay for nutritional counseling and education? Yeah. I I have to ask. Yeah. Just like, you know, smokers, they need help to quit smoking. Yep. Overweight and obese people need ongoing quality nutrition programs. You know, not just a few dollars off of a membership to a gym. Yeah. And yes, maybe it is time to put a warning label on that bag of corn chips or the frozen pizza. Maybe it is time. You know, today many employers are see, seeing that extra health care cost And they're actually providing life-changing nutrition education and incentive to their employees. These are indeed employees that are looking out for their workforce. Mm -hmm. 
And they're looking out for their bottom line, let's face it. Yeah. And, you know, Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides quality nutrition programming and services. And we, it's available now to companies. And that's my thing on smoking and obesity. That's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, when I found that article, I just had to share it with people. Oh, I, I think that's, yeah, very interesting information. And two, like cereal, I mean, they try to tout it as the healthy option. Exactly. When... You know, the exact opposite, as we know, is is going on. Yes. Yeah. So we do have a very important topic. This we do. Morning. It's we do. osteoporosis. You know, the reality is that osteoporosis itself doesn't kill people, but fractures can. Yeah. So we wanted to share nutritional solutions to maintaining healthy bones. And that voice over there is Leah <laughs> Wetzel, and she is a licensed nutritionist. And we all have real busy we schedules. Do. And you have a very busy schedule. You see people in St. Paul Wyzetta, and you're on the phone with lots of people that live outside of the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Yeah, across the country. Yep. Yep. So, you know, Leah, welcome to the show today. Thanks. And, uh, you know, fractures are really serious stuff, aren't they? They are. Thanks, Dar. It's really great to be here today. They're really serious. Uh, There are more than 300,000 hip fractures in a year in America alone. Someone who sustains a hip fracture is more likely to die than a person of the same age who does not experience this injury. Sadly, 20% of people who have a hip fracture die within a year of the injury, and only one in four people have a total recovery from the fracture. So we really we really need to be focusing on how to avoid those fractures. We do. So, you know, people need to start thinking of osteoporosis in a little bit different terms. It's more... Then it's more of a pro, more than just a problem of thinning bones. Yes, it is really a chronic disease. It is a chronic disease. Yes. So, you know, osteoporosis is not just weakening of bones, but a weakening of the whole physiology of your whole body. So, when you have a chronic disease, you have to treat the whole body. You do not just the hardness of the bone. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And that's what a lot of medications do. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, building strong bones is much like remodeling a bathroom. And and you know who would really know how to do that? Amy. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about her. I thought about her when when making that analogy. Yes. <laughs> just like remodeling a bathroom, and the workers taking away the old materials such as broken tiles and debris, your cells uh, in your bones remove old minerals. And very similar to when remodeling your bathroom, as the old tiles are replaced with new tiles, the old minerals are replaced with new minerals, and your bones remain alive and well, but... But inflammation and higher blood sugars, toxins, free radicals can throw this process off and then you begin to have weak bones. Yep. If you want to have strong, healthy bones, you have to avoid the common bone robbers. Yes. I think everyone knows that certain lifestyle habits are bone robbers. Yes. And the first bone robber that comes to mind is smoking. So we go back to that smoking yes. again. <laughs> yes. Smoking is harmful for our health. So, so if you smoke or have been a smoker, you could be at higher risk of developing a fracture. Also, if you drink soda, you could be at higher risk of breaking a bone. Sugar soda and diet soda all contains phosphoric acid and 
known uh, robber of calcium. Yes. Yes. It just leaches calcium right out of your bones. It does. So both cigarettes and soda are very addictive substances. Yes. And I have many clients who logically know they should not smoke or drink soda. Yes. But they just can't quit. Yeah. It's, they're very, you know, very hard to quit. Yes. Meanwhile, with each drag or sip of pop, their bones become thinner and thinner. Mm-hmm. Addiction to a substance is just not weak will. Nope. But it's a biochemical response to a very addictive substance. Yep. So how can you give up the Diet Cokes and save your bones? Because when you're in the nursing home with a broken hip, you, will you be saying to yourself, I wish someone had told me Diet Pop was toxic to my bones. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you know what? I found a perfect answer for a lot of my clients with pop addictions. I encourage them to drink at least 10 glasses of water per day to stay hydrated. That sounds like a good solution. It is. It really helps. And in addition to that, eat five small meals to maintain balanced blood sugar and energy. I think that's a key. Uh, it is. Because... As soon as your blood sugar drops. Low blood sugar equals cravings. <laughs> for things that go in fast, and yep. that's soda. Exactly. In addition, I have a lot of my clients take the supplement Crave Control Plus throughout the day before meals. And usually somewhere between six and nine Crave Control per day helps them kick the pop habit. And it's a very simple solution, yes. and it works. Yes, and, and it's not long term. No. No. Mean, mean, mainly, if people can get off a of soda for maybe a month and then they don't go back to it, yes. the cravings will start to go away in about two weeks and then you're home free. Yes. But yep. if you once say, oh, you know, you go back to it, then you're in trouble. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think it's time for our first break, Dar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Again, this summer, Nutrition, Weight, and Wellness is offering a two-for-one class summer special. All summer long, register yourself for one night class, and a friend or family member comes for free. And this is at our locations, right? Yes, at all our, our, all, our all, the, all the classes that we offer at our locations. This coming week, you can sign up for Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation or Jumpstart Your Metabolism or avoid the diabetes epidemic, or foods for happy focused kids, or balanced foods for balanced moods. To sign up, please call our office at 651-699-3438, or go online to weightandwellness.com and sign up. All right, we'll be, we'll be back. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Put your hands up, up in the club, don't you 
Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with our co-host, Leah Wetzel, who is also a licensed nutritionist. And that means that Leah has a master's in nutrition. Yes. And knows a lot. (laughs) (laughs) If we were to pick one supplement critical to bone health, it would have to be vitamin D. I would completely agree. Yep. You know, the physician's desk reference for nutritional supplements summed it up very good. Over the past several years, studies have indicated that vitamin D may play beneficial roles in a wide variety of disease and disorders, including osteoporosis, Mm -hmm. cancer, MS, heart disease, psoriasis, Alzheimer's disease. Yes. So are you taking vitamin D3? And have you had your levels checked Which we encourage most clients to do. It's really important for healthy bones. Yeah. And and, and just in general for your body. I mean, every cell in your body has a vitamin D receptor. Yes. It's that important. It's amazing. Yeah. So if you have questions for us about osteoporosis, give us a call. It is 651-641-1071. And we were talking before we went on break about... You know, kicking the pop habit, yep. that's so critical. And quitting you know, smoking yep. if, if that's an issue. So, you know, we also might ask ourselves, why are we spending money on prescription drugs like Fosamax to save our bones when it might be just just simple, giving up the coke habit? Yes, yes. And the excess sugar consumption is also a bone robber. You might be asking yourself, why is sugar a bone robber? Now, remember when we said inflammation and high blood sugar increases the risks of fracture? We know diabetics have a higher risk fracture rate than non-diabetics. Higher blood sugar levels actually age your bones by gumming up the collagen rods and the bones become brittle. So if we think about this, and because diabetics have higher incidence of osteoporosis. Yes. And the rate of diabetes is climbing every day. It is. And even young children are starting to be diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Yes, which was before known as adult onset. Yes. Yes. So it's like our children's bones are not getting the nutrients because they're getting clogged up with uh, high sugar. High sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So an interesting story in the New York Times this week reports um, about New York City. And they are, New York City is stepping up to the plate and proposed a ban on the sale of large sodas and other sugary drinks at restaurants, movie theaters, and street carts. And Mayor Bloomberg has made public health one of his top priorities and is seeking support of the Board of Health to stop the sale of soft drinks larger than 16 ounces. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And to stop the sale of sweetened coffee drinks larger yes. than 16 ounces. People don't quite think about how much sugar are in those those coffee drinks, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are on par, if not worse, than soda. Yes. And uh, they also, they want to stop the sale of fruit drinks mm. larger than 16 ounces. 
And, you know, if you, I bet if you, a lot of people, if they opened the refrigerator door right now and they looked inside, especially if they've got little kids, yes, it's going to say fruit drink. Yes. And, and that's basically sugar. Yeah. And, and a lot of people think that's a healthy thing to have. I mean, that's what I didn't drink a, a ton of soda. I drink a ton of fruit juice thinking that, oh, that's healthy for me to do. Okay. Yeah. Back in the day when I was <laughs> not very healthy. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we know that uh, Mayor Bloomberg is doing this because he wants to cut the obesity rate. But just think, because these are the things that affect your bone health. So he's accomplishing two goals at once. Yes. He's helping people maintain healthy bones. Yes. I mean, you know, and again, as we talked before, you have to look at osteoporosis as a whole body system. Yes. It's, it's a chronic disease. It is. So... It is. It is. Yeah, I, I think this is great. And I, I find that New York is very progressive with these sort of um, bans and, and trying to help people be aware of healthier living, healthier lifestyles. And many of the recommendations made by New York have been adopted by other cities. And they push to have uh, restrictions in place on smoking and the use of trans fats in restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, uh, soda, sugar, trans fats, and smoking are all habits that can damage your bones, leading to osteoporosis. So, I mean, we keep repeating some of these things. We know we do because the lifestyle habits of smoking, drinking soda, too much alcohol, using drugs, eating too many processed carbohydrates and sugar will put us at a higher risk of weak bones and fractures. Yes. So as you know, as people that are listening today and they're running through this list and they maybe have been diagnosed with osteoporosis and they're running through this list and say, oh, maybe that's a habit that I need to really do something about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yes. Yes. Where we want to catch people thinking that way. I Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And having a breakfast of a bowl of cereal, juice, and toast is not good for your bones. And, and ha- I mean, just, Leah, just think about that, what you just said. It's yeah. just like, that is such a common breakfast. Or- that, yeah, that's what I grew up on. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have to change. Yes. And it's changing at an early age because it's in an early development in life where that's where the critical bone development happens. Yes. So changing this not only in adults, but with kids as well. And definitely with teenagers. Yes, definitely with teenagers. Um, in addition, you know, having popcorn and a low fat uh, sweetened yogurt for lunch is not good for your bones. We know a lot of women do that. Yes, that's diet food. Yes. Diet food. (laughs) And um, eating habits uh, we often hear come from women and come from um, work and eating cereal. When they come home from work, this is what I used to do all the time, and have cereal for dinner. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good for your bones because all of these foods are really high in sugar and create excess blood sugar and inflammation. So what should we eat for strong bones? So, Leah, we, I think, do we have a caller? We do have a caller. All right. Let's take a call. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Colleen. Good morning to you. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question about uh, bone density exam? Oh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I... I sustained a bad fracture in my ankle at the end of 2010 and had some pretty major surgery, so I've got a couple of plates and screws in my leg. 
I'd had a diagnosis of osteopenia before that. Okay. Which um, is which is a kind of like I think of it as a beginning stage. of stage mm-hmm. of bone loss. Bones not being very strong. So after the fracture, uh, which is early 2011, I started Fosamax. Mm-hmm. And um, according, and I'd had bone density exams before that too, by the way. So my recent bone density exam in March of this year said that my spine had improved from like a negative 1.5 to a negative 1. Um, but the other measurement, like I guess for hip, has stayed in the range of about negative 1.6 to negative 1.8. So I I feel like the Fosamax is helping. So my question is, how long could I stay on the Fosamax? But when I got the bone density report, it, I was sort of disappointed to read the page of disclaimer on it right. about how unreliable they can be even if you went through the same machine year after year. Exactly. Well, the one thing when you take think about medications like Fosamax, and I think going back to that example that Leah talked about with the bathroom, you know, that what happens when you take Fosamax, you don't take away the bad old minerals and the bad old debris. They cling in the bone and but then that they cannot be replaced with new um kind of like a new life to the bone so it's new minerals and new nutrients so then what you end up with is yes you have hard bones but you don't have alive bones and we want alive bones always so that's how they show better density but are they healthier um we think not you know but you know probably um, people that prescribe uh, Fosamax would say, well, a hard bone is better than no bone. I, you know, yeah. but actually... Thicker bone density, yeah. yeah. So, but then, you know, there certainly are other side effects, uh, gastrointestinal side effects yeah. when people take those medications. So what we're trying to do is say, uh, you know, take a look at lifestyle and your eating habits, and we find with some of our recommendations that people can turn around that osteopenia and turn around the osteoporosis if they're willing to really work at it. And that means, um, you know, eating a real food diet. Yep. <laughs> and that's, it goes back to that and to cut the sugar, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we've answered your question. And I, Yeah, you know. I may I may need to just come in and and talk with you because I, I don't smoke and I gave up soda pop 10 years ago. Good for you. Yes. That's Good great. Yeah. But, but you know, I like might... that white bread. Okay. You know? Yes. And the other thing that we find a lot of people are still believing that they should be fat free or low fat and our bones need fat to grow. So, yeah. and I know Leah, you're giving me that look. Yeah. It's like, a, be a... quiet because it's time for a break. <laughs> Yes. Thank thanks, thank you Colleen. for your question, Colleen. Yes, thank you. All okay. right. So, yes, it is time for a break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you want to maintain healthy bones, one of the first steps is to give up low-fat eating and to start to include a tablespoon of healthy fat at every meal and snack. You can pick up butter, 
or you can pick from butter, olive oil, nuts, nut butters, olives, coconut oil, and heavy whipping cream. Berries and cream, a perfect bone-building snack. A slice of apple with almond butter, a perfect snack. Questions about osteoporosis, please give us a call at 651-641-1071. Today, Leah and I would like to answer your questions about osteoporosis. You know, if you have thinning bones, it is much more complex than just taking a calcium supplement. For many, it is replacing sugar and processed carbs with real food. You know, frankly, most people need help to achieve a real food-eating lifestyle. As nutritionists, we can help you restore your bones. You know, we'll teach you the foods to include and the foods to avoid. Mm -hmm. We can also direct you to the correct form of calcium, how to balance your calcium with magnesium to get maximum absorption, You know, I'd like to share a study reported in the Journal of Better Nutrition 2007. The researchers found taking proton pump inhibitors, you know, those are the common drugs to reduce stomach, like acid reflux, heartburn, you know, their Nexium, Prevacet, Prilosec, and for more than a year. So if you take these antacid type drugs, for more than a year, you have a 44% higher chance of breaking a hip mm-hmm. because these acid inhibitor medications reduce the absorption of calcium. And maybe that's why we have so much osteoporosis going on. A lot on of right people now. are on those medications. So, you know, maybe if you have osteoporosis, the first step is to work with a nutritionist to get rid of heartburn and acid reflux. So you no longer will need those medications. Yeah, which we help people do oh, on a daily daily basis, don't many, we? Many, many, many clients. Yes. So Yeah, so Dar, we have some client uh, we have some callers. Okay. All right, let's Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Glory, you have a question about um fish oil and milk? Yes. I've been listening to you guys for a long time and and I've always wondered because I like my skin milk. I like the way it tastes. If you just take your fish oil tablets at the same time, are you basically <laughs> doing okay then? Well, you know, really, for skim milk, it has is pretty high in carbohydrates. Yeah. So, you know, depending on how much you're drinking, if you're drinking a glass, I wouldn't say that's a big deal. But if, like, some of my clients come in and they're drinking six glasses, yeah, then it's a big deal. And the majority of the population uh, can't digest um, dairy products very well, 70% of the population. Um, so then, ultimately, that's not very good for yes. your bones. Yeah. But taking the uh, fish about- oil is great for yes, your bones. <laughs> it is. Yes. That's one big component. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and, and I guess I was just wondering about it in, in general, too, like if you're if you're eating things that don't have a lot of fat in, but you throw in a little bit of fish oil, will it that helps. take care of you? It helps. It definitely helps. That's not a bad idea. But then you okay. could also sell, throw in some avocado or some, yes. you know, but, sure. you know, not doing whatever, you know, that helps. It definitely helps. So, okay, thank you. All right. Thanks, thanks for the call. So all let's right. take another call. Okay, Leah. that sounds good. Jody, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about blood pH? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, What do you know about the blood pH factor? I've uh, read that having too acidic of blood can start dissolving bone. Well, yeah, and the things that would, you know, the things that you have to look at that are really acidic are things like wheat. 
you know, the grains, the cereals, because, uh, and I think if you, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had Dr. Davis on and he on, wrote the book Wheat Bellies and he talks about that in his book. And again, it's the, and people, people don't realize that when you're eating a lot of those processed grains and sugars that you are making your body more acidic and the things that make it more alkaline is certainly vegetables and mm-hmm. you know like um you know broccoli has a lot of calcium in it yes kale has a lot of calcium. which people don't quite think of vegetables as as great sources of calcium but they are yes yeah so now, how do you balance the protein part of it because the proteins are all acidic forming not really no i mean i think that's some of those myths that are out there it is when we recommend an eating plan, we recommend, you know, maybe three, four ounces of meat, but then we're also recommending three, four cups of vegetables. Yes. So, so eating with, them at the same time will sure. help keep it balanced? Sure. Okay. But I think uh, the, there is a big myth about protein being so acidic. It's not nearly as acidic as when you add that piece of bread. Okay. That's what makes it more acidic. Because I've cut out... Um, Pretty much all the wheat and Good. gluten type yep. of products. I've cut out dairy um, just Good. because I have, for me, it's very mucus forming. Yes. So. yes. So then you know that that would not help you build bones. Correct. That's a good clue. So. <laughs> okay. So I think you're on the right path. All great, right. Great work. Thank so, you. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call because I think a lot of people have that kind of question. Yes, and they they've, do. They've heard that, um, you know, protein is very acidic and Probably not true. Yes. So, you know, I think that, you know, one of the greatest and least recognized benefits of fruits and vegetables, and we started to talk about it. Yes. Is their ability to slow or prevent the loss of bones in its density. Uh, you know, I got a lot of research this this t- I think it's, yeah, <laughs> great research. You know, scientists from Tufts University found that people who ate the most fruits and vegetables had the greatest bone mineral density and the strongest bones. Yes. That's why we encourage people to eat vegetables for breakfast. Yes, and I, I do that every day. Today I had spinach for breakfast. I did too. Yeah. And we also encourage people to eat vegetables for lunch. Yes. And we encourage them to eat vegetables for dinner. Yes. And, you know, again, we keep talking about this cooked spinach and sweet potatoes for breakfast is great. Great bone building. Yep. Yep, great. You know, as we reflect historical records, we find that whenever humans replaced uh, the original meat, vegetables, and healthy fat diet with grain-filled diets of breads, pastas, our bones and teeth became fragile and people developed osteoporosis. I think, Leah, that's an interesting thought for a lot of people that when, you know, going back, if you look at historically... yes. Whenever we went into a more grain diet, that's people's when, bones got fragile yeah, and weak. That's when the problem started to happen. The reasons for the development of osteoporosis with cereal and bread seems to be that these foods do not supply sufficient nutrients. Not like the old diet of meat, vegetables, and good fats, the bones lacked nutrients. So today as a culture, you know, everybody is in such a hurry so we grab a bagel for breakfast. Yes. And so that's like a bone robber. And we Lots grab a sugar. sandwich for lunch, another bone robber, and a plate of pasta, you know, because people, they don't put meat or anything on it, and they just have pasta with either uh, a marinara sauce usually. Yes. 
And then that's a bone robber. And then, you know, the other thing that people are doing all the time is they're grabbing cereal bars for snacks. Yes. And those are really bone robbers because a lot of them have high fructose corn syrup and a lot of them have partially hydrogenated fat. Yes. Both bone robbers. And, um, you know, if you think about this as you're thinking about how you're going to be eating, you know, your bones need lots of nutrients to stay alive. Lots. They need vegetables, lots and lots and lots of vegetables, and they need good meat, yes. good animal protein, and a lot of and, good fat. Yeah, meat and fish and, yes, healthy, healthy fats, which are, which are really great. So I think it's time for our last break, Dar. Okay. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're concerned about your bones, I would recommend the following nutrients to include in your daily life. Vitamin D. 2,000 to 4,000 IUs, calcium citrate, 1,000 IUs, magnesium glycinate, 400 to 600 milligrams, vitamin K, folic acid, strontium, which is a mineral, zinc, and omega-3s. Make sure you have a well-rounded bone-building supplement. And we'll be right back. So welcome back to Vision Nutrition. You know, if you do have osteoporosis, I would direct you to a great bone-building supplement called Pro Bono. Yep. You know, we've really, we've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people taking Pro Bono with just amazing results. You know, it is formulated to supply all the nutrients to restore bones. Now, it doesn't take the place of healthy eating. No, it doesn't. Nope, you got to address that. That's number one. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and frankly, it is a bit expensive. But because of how it is formulated, there is really no need to take an extra multivitamin, so you can save a little bit of money there. And, of course, you know, if you think about it, a stay in the hospital or a nursing home because of a broken hip is also really costly. So if you have questions about pro bono, you know, just give us a call at, at work. It's at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and the number is Six five one six nine nine three four three eight, and we'd be happy to answer any question you might have. Um, and so that's that's just a supplement that really works well for people. Yes, yes, and it and it it has it has um, been proven to stop bone loss and, and in some cases too help bone growth. Which exactly, is, which is really and so. We have had many many people. Uh, go from having osteoporosis and they take it for a while yes. and change their eating. And then they go into osteopenia, which is actually better. Yes. And then after maybe a year, they actually go up and they're in normal bone density. Yeah. And and also, too, with that, often I suggest for somebody interested in taking that supplement to first sit down with a nutritionist. Yes. And so to make sure that we're addressing all the pieces of the puzzle, as we'll talk about in, a, in just a second here, about if you know your digestive system isn't healthy, if you have an underlying food intolerance, the pro bono is not going to work. Work, That's right. Uh, as well, I mean, as you can't it would. be taking an acid blocker if uh, yes, you know you got to yes. get off, and you got to get off the soda, and you yeah. have to you know change your lifestyle habits, change your nutrition first, uh, and then I found remarkable results with the pro bono. Exactly. Yes. Yep. All right. So clinically, I have found that a connection with low bone density and the sensitivity to gluten grains such as wheat, barley. Oats and rye. As you know, I think, Leah, we talk a lot about gluten sensitivities on this show, don't we? We do, yes. Because it's, it's 
I mean, it's on the rise. Yes. Yes. And it seems that it is affecting so many people's health in different ways. Yes, it is. And and the thing with this sensitivity too, what you know, what arises for one person doesn't for the other person. So it's hard to detect um, you know, that an underlying intolerance. Uh, so sensitivity to the grain can interfere with your digestion and your absorption of nutrients. Often with the gluten sensitivity, I have found the minerals are not being absorbed. So that's it's definitely something that if you do have an underlying intolerance, you want to make sure you address. And clients having a low level of calcium, magnesium, zinc, and even iron... Many of the minerals our bones need to rebuild. So I think that's one thing that we should just t- stop and think about for just a minute, Leah. Yeah. Because, you know, people sometimes think that it is only calcium. Yes, that, that, is, that is needed for your bone health. But at, for an example, if you have low levels of vitamin D, you could take all the calcium in the world and it's not going to work to help build strong ab- bones. Absor- absorb. It's that's not right. going to absorb. And the same thing with if you're really low on magnesium. Yes. And we know that, what, about uh, 60... 65% at least of the population... Is low on magnesium. Yeah. And and a lot of reasonings why, if we look at low magnesium levels, um, you know, those, going back to the sugar food, sugars leach those minerals from our bones. So, so it all kind of goes together. It does all go together. It does. And many of these minerals, are our bones need to rebuild... And there are often, in addition to that, with the gluten sensitivity, a lack of vitamin B because the digestion and absorption problems. We often recommend a gluten-free diet for those people with osteoporosis. And some people really fear a gluten-free diet, don't they? Oh, yes. I've had a couple of clients came back this week. And, you know, when they left maybe a month ago with a new eating plan and a gluten-free and they thought... They were in a state of shock. Yes, it's over overwhelming for a lot of people to make a, a, a huge dietary shift. But the interesting thing is they all have said, you know, once I started doing it, I felt so good and it was really easy. Yes. I don't know what I was so afraid of. Yes. It was really easy. Yes. So, yes. So. Yes. Once you once you get it down, um, you know, change is hard, but once you get that down, um, it's worth the effort because you feel so much better if you have an underlying gluten intolerant. Um, And so what we do at Nutritional Weight Wellness is is teach the art of substitution. So we're not substituting (laughs) gluten-free bread with wheat bread, are we? No. No, We're not going to get rid of the wheat bread and take in gluten-free bread. No. No. Our substitutions are the real foods like a substitution of sweet potatoes for the bread. So here's another idea for a substitution. We substitute an apple and almonds for a cereal bar. Yes. So you got to throw, rather than throwing that cereal in your backpack, you throw some almonds and an apple in your backpack. And it's so much more substantial. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep you full. Those cereal bars, a half hour later, you're ready for another one. And you know that those cereal bars are really bone robbers. Yes, they are. So we also, here's another idea. We substitute brown rice or even even better is wild rice for pasta. Yes. You know, yes. we use a lot of wild rice in some of our recipes. We do. And, and you know, we we substitute eggs and bacon for a bowl of cereal. Which is a great way to start your day. Yes. 
and we substitute a glass of wine if you've got to have an alcohol drink the, yeah, or a bottle of beer because beer is made from a grain. Yeah, and one of the worst as far as blood sugar goes and inflammation and robbing your, your body of those important minerals. So, you know, we, you know, when, I, we believe that when you learn this art of substitution, I, I must think this way all the time. Okay, what can I substitute a bad food for, for a good food, and I'll like it. Yes. And that's what happens. I mean, the, the taste is just absolutely great when we start thinking that way. Oh, yes. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we have a few more minutes left. So I think we should just talk about the, really the foods that we need to incorporate to help build those strong bones. Well, the first thing that I would think, you need sufficient amount of protein. Yes. To build Because proteins are the structure of our bodies, yes. right? And we have what we call these collagen rods. Yes. And protein builds those strong collagen rods but it also puts the collagen on your face so that you don't get old yes. fast. <laughs> Keeps the wrinkles away. It does keep the wrinkles away. And <laughs> helps you build strong muscles yes. as well, which you need to keep you know, your bones healthy. So if we think about it, and we think, you know, if you can have a variety of different proteins through the day. You know, one, maybe you can have eggs for breakfast, maybe a little turkey for your snack. But maybe you have salmon. Yes. Or which is a great source of omega-3s. Yes, and it's a great source of calcium. Mm-hmm. And then maybe for an afternoon, you might have a little cup of wild rice, the chicken wild rice soup. And then for dinner, maybe you come back with either a little bit of beef or a little bit of pork or, you know, something. So, yeah. so you, we, yeah, you've got it, it a little bit going through all day the long. The whole day long, and that's kind of the point. It's not just for dinner right? to having it throughout the day. And women need help getting into this way of eating, for sure. They do, because oftentimes they're not getting enough of the protein in. Yeah. And I think, Leah, the next really important nutrient is fat. Yes, which is often one that's missed. Because mm-hmm. people are still, every every day I sit down with somebody that just can't believe that I am recommending for them to eat healthy fats. And, you know, in 1996, I was t- attending a conference and Dr. Mary Innig, who is the, we call her the queen of fats, but she is the researcher behind all the information that we have, the whole country, yes. no understands about trans fats and yes. how bad they she are. She brought that to light for all of us. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I saw her at a presentation on osteoporosis, Hmm. and she said that one of the most important nutrients is fats. Yes. And she showed that we have to have fats in our bones. It's called a fatty acid mesh that all the minerals attach to. So if we don't have, if we do this low-fat diet... Yes, you don't have that mesh. We don't have that mesh. In order to, you know, so all of that that nutrients form our for our last big, strong, um, healthy bone building food, which is vegetables, for that to attach to. So we encourage people to eat lots and lots of of vegetables because they're full of all of those vitamins and minerals that our bones need in order to build strong, healthy bones. So when you start to think about eating vegetables. At every meal. and Every meal, at, breakfast at, included. Yes. And that, that, you know, most of these vegetables like broccoli and Brussels sprouts and spinach and kale. Yes. They all are high in calcium. Yes. So it's a way that you can be taking calcium in throughout the day. 
And so then when you eat a meal that has a little bit of protein, you know, two, three, four ounces of protein. Yes. You know, two, three, four cups of vegetables. And a healthy fat like olive oil and avocado, you've got a perfect bone-building idea for a meal. Yes. So we hope we help today. Yes. And um, give us a call at work if you need it at 651-699-3438. Talk to you next week. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.